producer. You know what people like? Authenticness. Oh, I'm. You know what I I mean? mean, This this is this is as authentic as you (coughs) could get in Chicago, in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I've got true street and mainstream political and judicial system tendencies <laughs> oh man hell yeah but we'll keep it we'll keep it g we'll, we'll keep, keep it g. You, know, you know we'll we'll dabble we'll in dabble, the pg-13 we'll r whatever we'll go however you want i'll take you on i'll take you on a journey <laughs> this is this is uh this is the ronin productions journey set hell yeah uh mace how are we looking on everything we're going baby good to go okay cool well uh welcome to the podcast (laughs) um this is episode i have no idea but it's the ronin episode and we are very excited to be here 69 part four or something (laughs) yeah i don't know how we're doing as long as i'm part of the 69 i'm okay yeah, dude, we gotta just like never leave episode sixty nine. Just make it part like twenty. Like it just <laughs> we just only stay on. That. That's that's, that's that's gold. That's gold. But brother, thank you for coming through. If uh-uh. you could just you know give yourself a minor introduction, that'd be fantastic. So, uh, you know, everyone on social media knows me as Luke Main. My name is Stephen Click. Um, surprise. You can, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I got the nickname Munchie right around when I was 16, you know, marijuana story. Mm. Uh, I was eating a burrito. My ex-girlfriend called me Munchie, always stuck. And then I just kind of ran with it and loved cooking my whole life. So just always liked the word Munchie and, you know, my real name, you always had to say Steven Click. And I'm like, man, that is just so... That is so abrasive. And I'm like, how do I change that? And I'm like, Munchie. And then but when I finally came to light about my real name, when I started, you know, doing uh, Ronin and Prism and Rogue Stop, <clears throat> I had to use my real name. And then I dropped my email and there was a whole on um, artist spotlight picture and everything. And everyone was like, who's Steven? Mm. oh that's me and (laughs) then i was just like yeah my name's steven so for all of you out there it is steven click you can check me out on the internet you can't find anything (laughs) hell yeah well welcome steven (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk about a lot today mace i just want to check am i in focus are we both in focus i don't know i just like sometimes it gets the camera gets wacky all right we'll edit that out um Anyway, what we normally do is we start out with a little fun icebreaker question, and that is, what was your first concert? Wow. You can think about it, because there's like levels almost. It's like there, Some people are like, oh, I went to church, and that was like a kind of a concert. You, you want to know? know something crazy? I grew up religious. My first best friend, his name was Bobby Basil. God bless his family. You got Maggie Basil. You got Bob Basil. Yeah, Brianna and Lexi. I used to go to church all the time. I would love to skateboard. They saw I was a troubled, uh, troubled little kid. So <laughs> Skateboarding they- was troubling. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you know, they they take me out on the camp retreats. They uh, taught me, you know, a little bit more to the family side of things. Try to give me like a little pep to my step, and uh, I went to see. Oh man, who was it? Chevelle. Um. I saw Chevelle. And that was the first time I heard drums live. And at the time, the speakers, I had no idea what was good sound or bad sound. So I was just like, this is insane. Mm. I was like, this is beautiful. 
I got into metal and alternative music, I was going to warp tour all the time. I know everyone misses those days where you'd blow the condom up and you would just throw it into the crowd like boop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I grew up uh, you know, just like on just heavy metal, alternative. Of course, I've always had rap dear in my heart. I love freestyling, love rapping. It's just a good way to express yourself and just get out some uh, self-esteem, you know. And uh, from there, I remember I started going to raves in Chicago. And this was thrown by, like, Joe Scalaba, Adonis. Um, who else? We have uh, Eric Gomez. We have Carrie. Mel Hammond, um, man, it goes back, man. There was like El Cartel, Source, Infrared. Um, we had uh, the So Icy Boys with like uh, TZ and all those guys at the 3040. And like we would go to the most ghetto places in Cicero and like all over the city. And you would see these kids lined up around the wall with candy on. And it was so confusing mm-hmm. to the locals because like in the areas, it's predominantly gang members. So, you know, it, it, it wouldn't mix and match until they walked in. And now we have full-on, like, street guys with candy kids. Mm. And the mix was just something unbelievable and hilarious with a lot of recreational drugs, of course. But it was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a great time in my life, man. I could say that I was happy. I'd go to school. I'd look up every day at the clock and just waited till 3 p.m. And I would be straight to the city. And I'd I'd get on the uh, the metro, and I'd go up there, meet my friends. Started learning candy. I was a glover. I would shuffle. You're doing the glove and do yeah, the, the whole, whole rave thing, culture. The yeah. whole rave culture, and then that brought me to dubstep. And then I was like, I can do this. So I started Shy Visions with my friend Chino at the time, and we threw our first, you know legal party um not in a warehouse all ticketed licensing ppa licensing everything was legal what's ppa just to um i think it's for you to sell tickets legally i don't know the correct term i know Mm. that's what it's called i don't want to look stupid here anyway yeah but ppa you know ppa announcement (laughs) (laughs) so uh i we had uh deemed and we had uh bomber we had the martians which rest in peace get low he was a part of the the martians it was Trentcast, trips microdot and get low and microdot my girlfriend's here definitely for sure hi girlfriend anyway (laughs) (laughs) i had to acknowledge it how you doing um (laughs) so uh yeah. Uh, it was him and then Michi Murder. And then we had a couple other people on there. And uh, we had a, a, a taco. Um, we had a taco stand. We were making tacos. Um, there was a little bit of N2O there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a mm-hmm. lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of uh, debauchery, I guess you could say. N2O meaning the nitrous. It was nitrous oxide. Okay, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was a, there was legal and illegal. But um, it was cool because it was bringing the rave culture to more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And um, we were a hit. It was a success. We sold out. Really? It was overpacked. Overpacked. It was Whoa. this little taco spot. And I don't want to say the address. Hopefully, it's still not being used. Um, or if it is, I don't want to, you know, put them out there like that. Yeah. But we would, 
you know, they had a little half pipe. You could skate. It, there was a back uh, area where we did the food and the tacos, the N2L in the corner with uh, the balloon muggles, I call them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then uh, on the inside was just this dark layer of rhythm. And this is when it was hitting, like, I'd say, like, the golden years of rhythm would be 2014 to 2017. That's when like the sound was progressing subfiltronic. Um, he was using reason with maelstrom creating sounds people never heard before. People were leaving fruity loops to go into Ableton. You know, they were, uh, they were using uh, massive and then going into serum. And it was Mm -hmm. just like the pinnacle of changing, the genre that people would so often listen to in chicago which is you know house music trance tech house we have techno you know and then it 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 was it was a cool thing to be a part of the start of something that i didn't think would blossom into this when i threw that party i thought it was a one and done really and then from there i went to farm fest i'll never forget this my friend aj miles lives out in philly um shout out AJ for this, but um, AJ. we saw Youngsta and Hatcha in the Whittler. And when I got there, it was called Hennessy Sound Design. And at the time, I called myself a Henny boy because I love drinking Hennessy. And I'm like, oh, you got me. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> I should have brought the hat because, you know, shout out Snakeblood. He had the shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we were there, and I, I shit you not, I was about a football field away. And I heard the sound system go on and I was just like, like I'm talking my Mm. jaw. If it could touch the floor, it would have. It was literally some of the most warm sounding subs I've ever heard in my life. And I didn't hear my ears ring for the first time Mm. leaving a show with having such a massive impact on my ears in a good way. And I felt it the way the sound just made you feel. I was like, I have to go meet these guys. I eventually got a hold of Sean Hennessy and Bob. Um, Bob's like a father figure to me. Great guy, man. He's put a lot of trust in me through the years, and I'm just glad that I'm still here and I could call him that father figure. And um, he drove from Massachusetts, right? Brought this monster sound system to Patio Theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time... um, I was booking through the father that was running the venue and not the son that's currently doing it. And he was like, hey, the elderman doesn't want like, you know, a rave here. So I had to put all the live painters on the front of the flyer and kind of twist it to where it was an art show with live music. Uh Now, when I'm telling you they turned on this sound system, I almost shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) It was way too much sound for this this place and i was just like i was like what the fuck is going on and then i was remember watching everyone leave just like dazzled like what and i Mm. i was just like i need it so uh i went back to my house you know and i have my best friend jeff um you know i i had a vision and i talked to him i was like hey jeff uh I'm going to need a little bit of help on the money on this side. I need this much. I have this much. Do you got me? He's like, do you believe 100% this is going to be something that is going to benefit your future? And I gave him the look. I was like, Jeff, this could be the next thing. Yeah. And lo and behold, man, we got four subs and we got 
two V-Horns and two Manta Ray 90s. We didn't know how to pack it in the truck. We didn't know how to do <laughs> anything. It was me, Gabe, Carl, Lloyd, and uh, Mouse. And I know I'm saying a lot of uh, Gabe names. is the only one I can pick out of there because it's Vermilion. Yeah. So there's Carl, there's Matthew. It's actually Lloyd, but everyone calls him Richie. That's his real name. There's <laughs> too many names. <laughs> yeah, we got names for days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we did that at the Forge. We threw Rated Dub. So before Base Station, um, uh, we had Rated Dub in Juliet, and I partnered mm. up with Eric Tucker. He threw Stay Gold. And not a lot of people know this. Eric Tucker was the first person with Danny Sori that ever brought Rhythm here like to the masses. Like, he was booking Boogie T, Subtronics. There was one I'll never forget. It was Sewer Sessions, right? Sewer Sessions? Sewer That's Sessions. It's with oh Symbiotic, God. and then there was Ranga, or I forgot if his name was Ranga, but then you just see Subtronics at the bottom. And we're looking at this flyer, I think, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, dude, like, you did yeah. that. He had Sudden Death. <laughs> he had every major, like, touring artist now, like, with Stay Gold Productions. Wow. And that was at Medusa's in Elgin. Oh, Medusa's. You remember Medusa's? Yeah. The guy, rest in peace, Dave uh, Dave Medusa's, he passed away. Really? And yeah. Um, there was a opportunity that the Cairo was going to take when it was uh, when it was like going through that with uh, COVID. They literally had an opportunity to go and take Medusa's. And Me- I, Medusa's is the one where it's like an it's not like 21 plus it's like 18 plus there's a club on the middle that's 21 plus and then upstairs is i think it was 18 or it was 17 plus but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was it was cool because i used to go there and like all of our friends from the city and like all his saint charles friends all his elgin friends they all came there and supported him and i remember we were in, in downtown naperville and I was smoking a cigarette at the time. That's how old this was. I haven't smoked cigarettes since I was like 20, 22. Now I'm stuck on these things. They Good suck. For, well, yeah. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other battle. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a demon of its own kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, hey, man, we should partner up. And he's like, all right, what do you think? And like he was uh, on... Uh, what is that thing? Uh, Fiverr or Fever or mm, like the contracting service? Yeah, it's like, like hey, uh, you can get freelancers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we found this guy, and he found this like creepy like little TV video, and then like we we found a date and like artists, and like it was like spooky, and it went through, and then the TV would glitch out, and it said rated dub, mm. and from there it was just like it it blew up. We had like eight shows there. We had um, dub loads there. We had chemists. We had ha- uh, Hesh. We had uh, Ecto. We had um, let's see, uh, Pogman. That is a Don and a good friend of mine. Love him to death. And f- funny enough as it is, we had Moonboy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Moonboy. Moonboy. Guy blew up. Uh, he was like a he was like a social media like a guy and he like blew up very great producer cannot knock the kid for his production but very cringy um mm, but uh like charismatic but cringy in your opinion a little bit. He, I, you know he, he he was young and he had um a lot happened uh really fast and you can't tell someone yeah, yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. going through because no one just has that happen to them unless that happens to them mm-hmm. so it's like you know in a, in a way I feel like a lot of people in our society nowadays is very quick to judge 
And that is one thing I grew up in the rave scene trusting the most is being able to be open and free about my life and just like other things instead of now it's like everyone's clicked up or everyone's got like a group of kids they don't like or there's just something negative being said 24 mm -hmm. 7 mm -hmm. and the the music i grew up loving that brought me into this music industry you know that plur yeah you know that they uh copyrighted that now really that's too bad how are you gonna i mean that's a lot of people you gotta take to court <laughs> yeah dude that's <laughs> that's a lot of people who, who copyrighted it uh, i think it's omniac did interesting well i mean that's a whole rabbit hole but i just i kind of want to go back just so we can like get a clear picture of ronin the production company that you you know own are you the i am the owner the owner yes i am the owner of ronin productions um tucker kind of took a step away from stay gold productions um funny funny thing is uh ronin started off as a talent agency because i owned mm. shine visions with my friend chino at the time mm. and i was like you know i really love what we're doing but we're going backwards instead of up to legitimate and i was like there's no way i put jeff's money and my money into this and we're not going to take advantage of it so I kind of, you know, split and I started Ronin and then I brought Tucker on and then Tucker just, you know, over exceeded my, you know, expectations as, as I knew. And he was with me for a couple of years and I told him, I was like, come out and move to the city, man. And this just goes to show you like anything is possible. Like we were living in not so good places in the city and you know he first moved in and he was living on my my beanbag sack but it was like one of those huge love sacks and then we <laughs> lived in our own houses for two to three years uh, separately and then um i finally moved in with him in hyde park and we've been living together for three years but he has 50 percent of uh the company now with me he's like my legitimate partner yeah and i wanted to do a lot of things with this company and i did and it's crazy because <clears throat> we started a community with just speakers like and it's oh, crazy yeah. you could you could take anything in this world and create a community and we took speakers and we made it a community and we marketed it so perfect because i love japanese culture i love i it. was gonna ask yeah like let's let's describe what a ronin is because i looked it up before because mm -hmm. i definitely knew the term yes and it's it's like someone who's like a samurai right but i don't I, i'll let you explain it okay so a ronin is a samurai that lost its master mm, so yeah. in my eyes i looked at it and i did a lot of deep thinking you know as a kid because uh, i spent some time away you know because of my own uh, issues but while I was away, I self-reflected a lot and I found out what was special to me. And it was, I was always intrigued by Japanese culture, the food, the, the loyalty, the respect, the honor, just like the old ways. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I was a bastard child, you know, I was not good to my family, um, you know, the ones that mattered. And I, uh, I was a bastard child. So I was like, I lost my master. I was a ronin mm -hmm. and a ronin is just a wandering samurai that lost his master so what did i wanted to do i wanted to take all these kids that had no future in their eyes in their eyes this is the best part and give them a family 
And that's what Ronan started off as, is we were a family and we had your back. Mm. And it turned into such a beautiful thing. We all came together every weekend and we came out to these shows and we showed people what we were about. But the thing was, is I knew I wasn't a sound engineer. I knew I wasn't a talent buyer to my fullest extent. I knew I wasn't a stagehand to my fullest extent. So... I knew in my head, I was like, I have to hire the correct people. So that is how I found Gabe, which is uh, Vermilion, And I brought him on. He was my first engineer. And from there, we started filling in the positions that seemed fit for everyone. And right now on Ronin, um, we have Gabriel Perez. We have Christian Rendez. Uh, and he is, uh, they're both my A1s. We have Sparky. And he is my electrician. And it's perfect name, yeah. Right? <laughs> a little mad scientist. <laughs> and then Matt Autry, Snake Blood. Yeah. And then uh that's the boy. He's our A two. And then we got Alex Ramirez. We have Tyler Fisk and we have Donnie. And those are our stagehands. And we are currently growing um right now. And we 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 took we took this the country by storm, man. In two thousand nineteen was the pinnacle of two uh of ronin productions for me at this time i was on fire and when i mean i was on fire it was like fucking blitz like blitz the league like i hit three free throws or that's not blitz the league which one was like it? the football blitz yeah, blitz the league is that but what's the one with uh nintendo 64 and it's basketball if you hit three uh, th three uh, threes you, you'd go on fire um like NBA Street? No, early. no, it was before that. It's like NBA. I know someone out there is like I, yelling it. I yell you know right I mean? now, but it, it's like we were on <laughs> fire. Like we did, I want to say 76 shows and about 18 music festivals. And wow. we weren't home for about five months. And I remember coming home after that summer, beat, worn out stressed out and just mind fucked about just what we just did and then i finally took a break in that winter and i was like i need something to give back to these people so i started rogue stop rogue stop is my clothing brand yeah um, shout out dude look at this fucking drip <laughs> this is my insane. man is dripping dude are you kidding me i'd show you the back We'll, we'll do that later or something yeah so this is a prototype right here this is what why not um so um getting back to that i i started making merchandise and everyone told me they're like dude i don't think a sound company's ever made merchandise like that you mm. know like yeah i know there's t-shirts and stuff but like jerseys going the full the full spectrum of it like we've made kadamas We've made like poo shiesty masks. Mm. <laughs> They're called the shiesties. Uh, we have uh, we we got uh, a bunch of basketball, soccer, baseball, hockey. Uh, we have t-shirts, stickers. We have flags, and we just started going crazy on the merchandise. And then um, it blew up, man. I'm telling you, like if if COVID never happened, I wonder where I would be right now. Because if you're that on fire. Only a world epidemic can put out that fire, you know. Yeah. So it's it, it was it was uh it was probably one of the most depressing things in my life because because everything was live like you know you can't do that. About eighty percent of the music industry went under, 
because a lot of those bigger guys they take loans out they get a lot of equipment they know they have like 10 festivals they're about to do and then they're going to get all that money back mm. and reinvest and buy more become a monopoly but um going and doing all of that and then coming back home and just dead silence nothing you can't even go touch your babies without yeah. like a cop telling you to go home and just like yeah there was literally like a curfew at one point bro you couldn't do nothing yeah you yeah, couldn't yeah. do nothing at first i was excited i'm like oh my god i could play every video game in the world <laughs> sure <laughs> like, yeah i, I think everyone I, thought that i yeah. was like i will never leave my house this is great but after two weeks you're like i'm freaking out mm. you know and that's when they made all those uh festivals with uh live streams and stuff but that was like probably one of the most depressing times in my life because it was like you got 13 guys you know at the time it was 13 guys and they all they all depend on you for financial um you know support and freedom and a lot of those guys that were good guys lost a lot more than me so it's just like if anyone ever suffered from anything from covid with loss of family loss of job loss of anything don't give up on yourself don't give up on yourself ever i'm just a delinquent that came from the streets and was a bastard child and turned something that was nothing into something potentially and um you know i was always a fighter always a warrior and that's came from my mother it honestly if it wasn't for my mother georgia pelletieri i would not be here today if it wasn't my uh, for my both my abuelitas and my little sister and my stepfather i probably wouldn't be here today um just the endless support my family gives me um now and like them seeing me do better is probably one of the most humbling things i could ever you know give back to people is like if i have that family love i could give that family love back to someone else so it was a crucial time in our lives man and it took what was it two two three years until we could probably do stuff again they had those like i don't dry, even think it's fully back no we are in recession like, we yeah. are in the fucking recession yeah. so should, ticket dude there's there's festivals failing there's shows i know failing. i was just talking to my buddy about this that it's like you know people just are pulling the ripcord on things that looked like good events and then it's just they're they're too far in the hole to really run the show well think about it it's like when we got back everyone brought pre-sales and then they would cancel these shows and then yeah. they wouldn't honor these tickets or they'd be like no. we got you next year like, what the fuck do I want to take it next year for? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure, yeah. Yeah, and it's it sucks, dude, it sucks. It's like, and now there's no trust. There's no trust. So everything's yeah. a walk-up or everything's last minute or mm -hmm. everyone's scrambling, you know, and, like, being in the, uh, you know, and in, 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 we're in Metropolitan City now, right? Meaning that it's, like, so big. Yeah, like, New York's a Metropolitan City, and now is Chicago a metropolitan city yet? I, I heard the word megalopolis a while ago, and that I think that that's that's some, fucking sick, dude. That's yeah, like, but like, just yeah, like it's that's, just huge. That's like, like Megatron just saying like <laughs> Autobots roll out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the city transforms into a fucking robot or some yeah, shit. Yeah, big a big Hennessy system. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. HSD or that's a fee. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the motto now. Sorry, yeah. Ben. <laughs> I want to I want to just go back real quick to um you know like you were talking about the ronins and like the guys in your family and um you're almost and and being a warrior um I feel like you're weaponizing 
your family with not like katanas but like speaker systems and shit like we that. go out there and it's like a f- the what's the uh we will rock you is playing i shit you not uh, we would bring little jbl speakers and i'd play classical music like low rider or down below by roddy rich or i'd play like old like uh old songs like we will rock you and i shit you not it was just the most empowering thing like we're just bringing these speakers out and people are like looking at us like what is that purple speaker Mm. what is that orange speaker and we're like we're here to fuck your face (laughs) you know and like and it's just like it was it was new and it was it was beautiful every time because we we could do so many different configurations and my guys learned from some of the best in the game you know at the time um before you know Seamus had his you know his downfall um you know he was a great guy to me my whole life man he, you know whatever he did on the side i don't i don't uh agree with but can i deny the man that he is not an intelligent um this was one of your crew members he was a a, a worker for um hsd and oh, HSD. He, the yeah. hennessy just just so people know the so Hennessy uh, back system. in the day it was hennessy sound design they rebranded sean went and did intent audio bob stayed with hennessy but he rebranded to hsd and this is primarily the speaker systems that you guys like run yes like these are the guys yeah. these are the guys so i um have my manager benjamin peters he's been with me my whole life so he lived in colorado and now he's like on the front lines as the director of sales and he's out there in Massachusetts with Bob and um, Seamus, I moved him from his hometown in Massachusetts. Now imagine getting a 40 year old man. He's not 40, but I just like to bust his balls, <laughs> but bringing him to Chicago, showing us, uh, showing him our lifestyle and then like him teaching my guys and just watching us grow into like, you know, a real company and we learned from Seamus and then I got to meet Bill Weird and this is probably one of the most like pinnacle moments of my uh, career is that I got to do sound with this guy and I'm like who is Bill Weird everyone's talking about him we did one vibration we did the largest rig known to date for the deployment um, but that was back then we did bigger now but mm. he pulled out uh, one of these routers in my case and he looked and pointed at my crew and he said, whose mother's pussy router is this? And I was like, and everyone looked at me and I was like, right here. He's like, get this shit the fuck out of here and threw it. And I was like, damn, dude. I was like, that's a zinger. (laughs) (laughs) Router, like, nah, we're not thinking about like a Wi-Fi router. Like this is something where you plug it's, shit it's, a, it's a wi-fi router oh it is a wi-fi router yeah oh. but it's for you to connect armonia and uh your smart mic i believe i'm not too big on the details so this is for like wireless mics type of deal no not no? wireless mics not it's wireless. like for us to connect our like daw is like producers would call it f- to our sound system armonia mm. is how we run our system to check our amps which is power soft and see if they're connected and then we have our tops our mids and our lows Mm. and um we just basically go through that and then we have this thing called a smart mic and it sends signals out of the speakers and then it basically from my understanding it gets a 3d rendering of like the room and then it takes out the bad frequencies and the good frequencies Mm. and it helps you tune a room 
faster than doing it by ear and it's just more efficient especially if you're trying to do like a, a four-point audio system mm-hmm. and that's like the craze everyone's like a 360 going. system type. yeah thing. you yeah. know a lot of people have their yeses and their nos i like it i love the energy but i want to do it to every actual engineer's like uh, standards so there's like a way to actually do true quadraphonic and i want to give that to the community one day so mm. i'm working on doing something with uh with a producer and working with him and actually like building out like an album in quadraphonic sound so that'd be crazy you could bro. like actually like a like an adobe 360 experience kind of like that so yeah. that or like some like uh yeah, Dolby Atmos shit. Yeah, like just, deal, just like right there at um, Showplace over mm. there by. Uh, they got a Dolby Ch- system. Yeah, by Chinatown. It's a mm-hmm. uh, Showplace something, but it's like crazy. They got like the the recliner chairs and like they do the the, the Adobe uh, uh, little trailer and it sounds like there's bats going all around mm. and like rain and thunderstorms and I'm like Holy the technology is really cool. I just wanted to say the first time I met you was at the exit, the new exit. Oh. And it was for like a just low key show, like some twin turbos action. Yeah. And, Rogue um, Den. Yeah. Is that what they're calling the new exit place? No. So I started there. I've never done a weekly in my life and I'm all for new things, you know? So yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I did it with, you know, one of my best friends, Marco, he owns Bay station and, uh, we kind of did it together and like you know like it was fun it was just hard to get people to come from the city to summit or people from waukegan to come here yeah it's a lot it was it was a lot you know and it's like you got to think like bob told me best it's a five-year plan you know make your plan in the beginning at two and a half years see if you made any of your goals at five years if it doesn't make sense find something new to do Mm. because you're just going to keep hitting these brick walls for sure you know so i remember when i talked to you though you had like this stack and it was pretty substantial in my eyes and you're like dude this is like i don't remember you said like five percent or like ten like this is like none of my speakers in comparison to everything we have no no we have 18 battle axes four haymakers we have 12 V-Horns. We have 14 Mana Rays. We have two DL-18 booth subs. We have two Reference 12 booth monitors. And that's it for now. That's <laughs> it's, it. a, it's a weapon, as it, uh, it is, Matt described. It is, a, it, is, it is a weapon with the right engineer behind it. I don't care what anyone says. You could take a PK system and make it sound good. You could take a Danley rig and you can make it sound uh, sound good. You could take a function one system and make it sound good. I've heard JBL sound good, mm. but it doesn't matter what speaker you have. It matters who you have behind the speakers. And people don't understand that because I've gone around the country and people are like, why don't the purple and the orange speakers sound like some of these other speakers? And I'm like, it's not their fault, nor is it the speaker's fault. It's just the people behind it. Mm -hmm. And we've had some of the best people in the industry and some of the best schools that taught my guys. And I'm just lucky to have brought this all together. One thing I can tell you is I'm not an engineer. I'm not Superman. I'm nothing special. But one thing I do have something special in me about is I have the ability to create. I can go out 
find something that I really want to do. And my favorite thing is when someone tells me you can't do it, <laughs> it gives me the power to do it. Yeah. So I was told I couldn't uh, do anything without a college degree by the fam. And I went out and started Shy Visions. And then it turned into Ronin. And then Ronin turned into Rogue Den, which is a, a clothing brand. So everything on my clothing, everything you guys have ever seen, it came from my head. I can't do the designs. I could draw you a stick figure, but I can't I can't make designs. I'm not a graphic designer. So I've designed everything. This one's a collab with Why Not, but for the most part, it's it's all it's all me in my head and what I have a vision for. Well, and like a good leader in the sense of like connecting people to get like getting the best people for the job mm -hmm. and then explaining to them what you want to do. See, that's the hard part. You can't take someone with that knowledge and tell them what to do. Now, yeah. there's two things in this world. There's a leader and there's a boss. In the beginning, I was a yeah. boss. Uh, oh, for all Wait, what is the difference? Yeah, I'm, this is a good little... Uh, clippable moment potentially but i definitely want to hear what you have to say about it because okay so my mom yeah. my mom always told me would you rather have four quarters or a hundred pennies and i was like i don't get it she's like what's more valuable in your pocket i'm like four quarters like quarters yeah she i was like there's less and it, and it equals more yeah she's like would you rather have a hundred friends or four friends so i'm like at the time, a hundred friends, and then and then she was like, "Now, would you rather have f four workers or a hundred workers of the same values?" And I was like, "I'd rather have the four quarters in value of workers." And she's like, "Okay, so are you a boss or are you a leader?" And I was like, "Wow!" And then my friend Colton, he has this board up at his house and said the same thing. And I, I really vibed with it. And it had 10 things a leader does and 10 things that a boss does. Mm. A boss will tell you what to do. A leader will take you and show you how to do it. A boss will scream and yell when there's something wrong going down. A leader will take initiative and put that stress on his back so his guys can get it. You know? So it's like, at the like I said, like I was narcissistic, you know, I was, I was more focused on me being the shit than me making my team the shit. So at the time I was a boss. Now I feel like I've molded into a good leader, but it took a lot of people giving me peep on game, you know, when, the, whether they're higher up in the music industry or whether they worked for me or whether it was someone on the street, you take things in uh, during your life that are gifts from God. And I, I don't care what your religion orientation is. There is an overall power. There's a universal law of power. It's karmatic law. Everyone knows there's a yin and a yang. There's a bad and there's a good. And the best thing to do is find moderation in what you're doing with your day and finding uh, equality for yourself and for your individuals next to you. So the reason why my team is so proficient is because I'm behind them at every show when we were we were grinding in the beginning and I was their cheerleader. And I and I mean that in the most humbling way is because I 
saw them struggling and as long as you can make them laugh as long as you can make them feel good they'll go out there and do it 10 times stronger even though they're they're tired and beat down i i mean i remember we did our first electric force event we were out there for eight days yeah like we i remember were, david agent o was talking about it and he was like this is like an event bro we were in the <laughs> fucking field if it if it if i could tell you one place that just does have the most like crazy weather patterns like it was mm. shine it was rain it was storm it was wind if it wasn't something it was mud <laughs> like down mm. to the t down to a cord not working down to the mics not working or batteries down to like we couldn't find our walkie talkies down to we can't even fucking find our flashlights mm. i mean we've been thrown in some of the most fucked up situations like i mean i've been in wild situations in the field and i tip my hat off to anyone that is out here still doing like stage their crew thing. shit yeah still doing their thing no matter what you do i don't care if oh, you yeah. sit at the door like if you're out there in the field and you're doing your thing tip my hat off to you because you're actually out there trying to gain financial freedom with something that you love yeah yeah. that's real so what is the we just touched on this a little bit before we got on mic but like the the significance of the purple and the orange so because for people who don't know go check out you know ronin on whatever social media all the speaker cones are like purple and orange so i started with purple reason why i started with purple it's my favorite color um and i remember calling bob i was like can i can i paint the speakers and I think there was one guy before me that painted a speaker and that was the unified mountain crew, uh, mountain sounds. And they painted theirs or, or green and they called it the green dragon. Mm. And I was like, that's so badass. <laughs> you guys yeah. fucking named it. It's like your pet now. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And we named ours, the purple beast. And I just ran with it. And then it was just like, every little thing became a marketing scheme like i was like oh my god we could turn purple into our merchandise where everything's gotta be purple and we ran with that and then i was like wow guys guess what no one's got two colors what color do we bring everyone's going through all the colors and then i low-key didn't say shit and i was like i'm painting it orange and they're like what and i'm like think about it plasma colors i can't do green and purple which would match so I did orange. That'd be like Joker status. Yeah, yeah. So like we did orange. And plasma when, colors? like. So like when I used to throw lights, plasma colors were orange, purple, and green. So mm. it's, uh, they were just called plasma colors. I don't know why, but that's what it was. But I dropped that. Then now I'm doing the purple and orange. So now I have an extra color to make m merchandise. So you now yeah. essentially we could do different configurations. Do you want the orange rig, the orange crusher, or do you want the purple beast? And now we have packages that we could give people. And it's just such a perfect marketing scheme. It's like, I could go and give you this cold outreach of my equipment schedule list, but why wouldn't I brand it around Japanese culture and different names and colors? And it's just like, it it's all, like fun. You got to keep it fun. You, know? you got to keep it fun, but it's all about marketing. If you are the best artist in the world, but you can't market yourself in this world or you have no social presence, which is sad, you're not shit. And if you're a speaker company, 
you're definitely not shit we get paid less we work hard as shit and like you don't get your value some of these uh you know some of these shows you know i had a mainstream festival hit me up they wanted me to do eight days i won't say their name um just out of uh, decency but they told me fifteen hundred dollars for for us for a stage for a whole fucking stage for eight days damn that's a long fest and i was like it's like too long already. i was like <laughs> so you're 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 telling me we're probably gonna have to divide 15 by 8 and split that between 10 people per day and yeah. work 12 hour shifts i'm like you guys are high as fuck <laughs> i was like there's yeah. no way but um yeah and then it it, it just it evolved into something i never thought it could man honestly and if it wasn't for like all my fans and all my family members and my friends family members and the artists that we worked with and just like all the little things that added up it's a small world it's Mm. a small world when it comes to people that are actually doing this shit type of like just anything in the world like you you have no idea who you're standing next to in life you could mm. be next to the president. You could be, if you don't know, That's, but like, yeah. you could be next to someone that could potentially like, you know, expand your business or expand your, your, your mental capacity or expand you into whatever, like you have no idea. So I never gave anyone the doubt that they couldn't, you know, provide something for me. Everyone has something they could provide, but what is it? You know, and then, you know, we're, I mean, we hit five years and I was like, man, I was like, we're doing good. I like it, but I'm not happy anymore. So I wasn't happy the past year. I'm not going to lie. Um, when a lot of new sound systems came in, we just got back to the recession that we're still in. Right. And um, I just I, I lost my love. Cause I used to get out there in the dirt. I used to go with my guys, be with them 24 seven, but I was born with the skin disease. It's autoimmune disease. Mm. It's called HS. I don't know how to say it and I don't want to try to say it. I will right now for you guys, but it's hydroditis superlativa, but it's, uh, it's why I got all these scars all over my face and all over my body. Um, basically my body doesn't know how to release toxins and it creates lesions and um, scars all over my body. And then it'll eventually like lead to skin cancer. So they told me I'm at like stage four with how everything looks with my body. So it was like, okay, now you're gonna take my job that I love going out there in with my boys in the dirt. And I had to- being in the sun. Uh, sweating, not being able to shower, hygiene, just not being able to eat healthy. And I was, I was sorry to hear that, man. It's pain in the ass. You know what? We all die. But what you do here on earth while you're here is all that matters. If I die tomorrow, I'm impacted a lot of people's lives and I'm happy. I'm happy. And that's good. You feel like that. Yeah. One day, I will die. One day we will all die. One day we will all be gone. But what matters is what you did here on this earth. So that's why I try and wake up and not be narcissistic. Not wake up and be sad. Not wake up and be mad at my 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 current life situation. You know, the root of all evil is the dollar bill. Like we all chase this printed money 
that has no significant value and we're all over here scrambling just for this dollar bill and i am a big 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 person on that was my mentality i had to make a dollar i had to hustle i had to do something i had to i was always on to the next and i will tell you guys it's not worth it if you can live your life with a shitty job and be happy i'd rather be that guy i'd rather be the dude with a shitty job with no friends but i'm happy versus the guy with all these fans and friends and depressed robin williams one of the most funniest guys ever depressed anthony mm. bourdain one of the most amazing people one of my favorite um people i looked up to You're growing up that yeah dude yeah. honestly like that man went around and learned people's cultures and interacted with these people that don't know anything about him but he cooked with them he interacted with them gave them you know a smile and that's the most powerful thing in the world what is one thing that hate can be destroyed with a smile maybe love Just joy yeah love love the thing that makes me sad about that whole situation is it seemed like you know he was doing a lot of stuff that would fill your cup like and really have that deeper thing that fills you up but i don't know man i don't it, it's just tough like I, I when you were talking about like chasing the dollar it's like i i feel like i don't really try to chase the dollar like obviously you need money at some point but um you know i try to chase like experience like just getting more and more experience through life and i mean it seems like someone like Anthony Bourdain is like doing that stuff, but just still it like didn't cut it for him. And that's what's sad. He that's was a simple tragic. man. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there has like read any of his books, but man, that man had knowledge. Knowledge is power. You know, uh, m a lot of things I learned about, you know, the rules of the streets and the rules of the real world, I learned in jail. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I was in and out of jail. I was being stupid but I learned some of the most important things in my life with people that will never see the, 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 the daylight ever again. And, um, you know, it really shows, you know, where you could be mm. if you really wanted to be there. And, but why I say really want to be there is don't portray this fake alias like how I did called myself Munchie, had my name is Luke Main. I'm Stephen Click. And nothing can change that except for me. And I tried to change who I was. And I can't change who I am. The thing I had to realize is what makes me happy. And it's interactions with people like your guys' selves. It's smiles that I get from people when I go out and do what I do my family the little time i get to spend with them and anything that is just like a positive interaction in your life like i'm a nerd i play fucking diablo 4 every night dude i, I, I heard it's good dog i played diablo 2 a lot yeah dog 
<laughs> dog dude yeah dog. yeah <laughs> that's dope man yeah video yeah. games are fun i get sucked in bro i'm a nerd dude i got every yeah. gaming system i love anime i honestly like when i meet women and they come to my house they're looking at me like mr ronin this cool guy they come over complete turn off and i'm like <laughs> this is my this, gaming this, rig yeah, yeah, yeah this is what you wanted baby <laughs> now nah, the, the real ones would be like that's hot there is a couple real ones and then you know yeah, nerds yeah, yeah. never win dude <laughs> it's only in video games <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather be that way i'd rather be that way that's why i buy that's why i bought two cats mace i just wanted to ask you did you have any questions or anything that you wanted to chime in here i know we've been going for a sec i'm also gonna look i got a couple notes about ronan and then we will you know percolate to the other topics as well Yeah. yeah i mean man like i just find this this whole um starting your own project starting your own business and following the passion just so inspiring and um i just kind of want to hear a little bit more about like I don't know, like you had to have taken some risks in doing that. And um, obviously it kind of came together for you in such a spiritual kind of moment. And I mean, was there kind of ever like this pull for you that just like, you're like, oh my God, this is my direction. Or did you just kind of start doing stuff and it just made sense? I mean, it'll never make sense, man. It'll never make sense until you make it make sense. And I know that sucks for a lot of people listening to this and maybe yourself, but I'm never sure that I'm going to go out today and it's going to make sense. And that's something that Hmm. every human being deals with. Like, do you go to your job one day and you're just like, damn, what am I doing? And you're like, like, like where, where where is this taking me? I get that every day because you are a self-employed business in the middle of a recession. Like, I mean, for the first three years, it was all, you know, suns and daisies right but and then once like real life stuff hit it's like okay now we got taxes now we got bills now we got guys that we need to feed does this make sense and having that on my back is probably one of the most pressure anxiety ridden things of my life is i cry sometimes at night i'm a man i could say that i cry because i don't think that these guys who work for me deserve me because they are better. I feel like they are better than me because they give me their all, their compassionate and their understanding. But I never deserved that for all the shit I did in my past. But in, in a sense, I can't live without them. They can't live without me. That's, 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 that's just the narcissistic mindset. It's like, no, it's like you got to get up every fucking day you have to get up, you have to shower, you have to find hobbies that are positive, you have to go work out, eat healthy, you have to maintain. And the, the biggest thing with that is maintenance. Think about it. If you don't maintain your car, you don't maintain yeah, your house. Dude, my car. <laughs> I get it. You don't maintain, things will go to waste. And it was the hardest thing for me to do is maintain this job and yeah, this, dude, this facade. Yeah, dude, I think about that a lot is maintaining or just like the consistency of it. Like some days you wake up and you're just like, what if I just like blew it off today and just like did dude, it? Dude, I have you know so many I mean? days like that, but yeah, you don't, you don't, lie, yeah. you, you know, even if you have that leisure, it's like you could take that day and make it a productive day. So it's like you got to really go out there and push yourself 
to mm. the limits every day. If you're successful for the past five years and you wake up and for a week you are not pushing yourself to your limits or to to the to the end result like to your limits every day how are you going to break barriers how are you going to be this staple how are you going to become a classic mm. i want ronan to become a classic yeah. i want to tell my children about this i want to tell my grandchildren about this i want people to have biographies on us i want Let's people go. to have this is the first <laughs> i actually got an interview done at uh infrasound that was my first one but that oh, was okay, when okay. i told you yeah, i yeah. bombed dude you didn't like oh it. Um, dude i bombed that so bad they like caught me off guard uh i kept saying uh you know you know what i mean uh you know what i mean uh you know what i mean <laughs> but like you know it, it it takes it takes a lot out of my soul in my day for maintenance and i knew yeah. i had to take a step back especially with my skin disease and like becoming more of a healthy person and the more i got more healthy and the more i uh got sober and i started getting you know inboxes because i was i was i was open about it i was you know i had a really bad ketamine addiction and i would love i love dissociatives i did nitrous oxide i did ketamine i would drink a lot I was being stupid, you know, and when I was a child, I had a Xanax problem, which led to all the problems with, you know, the judicial systems. And I am uh, on February 4th of this year, I was two years clean academy. So February 4th of 2024, I'll be three years clean. Congrats, man. That's Thank awesome. You. And then I'm 18 months clean on nitrous. Um, I do love smoking weed and I do like to drink tequila. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. uh, I, uh, I get messages from kids all the time. Like, man, how'd you do it? And like, it's empowering, you know, it feels good. Cause it's like my, my story might heal someone else's. Yeah. And that's, that's my, that's my spark is what you were trying to ask is now I, I have a voice. Mm. I didn't have a voice growing up that's real yeah wow so future ronan we were talking about this very slightly before we got on mic again um what is the future to continue you know keeping up with the trends and keeping up with it so this is a tough one i'm not gonna give details out um we spoke you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah 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 whatever you're comfortable with that yeah we're saucing it up you know <laughs> yeah uh I'm looking for longevity. I'm not going to be the best speaker guy in the world. There's always going to be new technology and someone that's going to do it bigger and better than me. There's line arrays. I have a point source. I'm limited to what I can do. I did a lot with a point source sound system. I'll tell you that. I've traveled this country. I've been to well over 39 states now. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. And we almost went to Mexico, but we got scared because we didn't want the cartel to steal my speakers because <laughs> I would have been it's out real. there like a bandito trying to get my speakers back. <laughs> but um, yeah. I uh, we even got offered to ship our speakers to Hawaii and do like a full oh. like tour. And I was just wow. like, you know, like I was, I was just mind blown, you know. But speaking back on that subject, um, we have something planned um, and we have something big. And it's going to change Chicago and how bass music is experienced. Mm. Everyone goes to these shows. Either something is wrong or something's not perfect. 
I'm a perfectionist. I've been to shows for 15 to 16 years and I have a vision just like I did with the merchandise and with Ronin and I'm so so excited about it now and give it till 2024 I'm going to be giving out little hints here and there but there's something big coming and we are going to blow a lot of people's minds out the water and when I mean blow them out the water it means like you're never going to expect this because my group didn't even expect this when i brought it up to them they're like you're you're crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like well you guys called me crazy years ago too but look at where we're at now so it, it it's a lot of work and there's a lot that goes behind it but we have taken a lot of steps into that direction of where we need to be and i think by 2024 i can have a solidified answer and i would love to come back in it and um like show you guys all this yeah I well love, i can't wait i would love to show you guys this and you guys are going to be the first ones to see it when hell it's yeah dude, i would love to yeah. be there man yes sir i just wanted to do a little you know question if someone else shared this same specific love for like big ass like amazing sound systems like if someone else was trying to get into like throwing shows having a sound system is there any i don't know some advice that you would give them something like to start with like mm -hmm. don't go too big don't don't spend too much money here like find balance when in what i mean by balance is are you ready to commit your life to what you're about to do because this is a lifestyle this isn't a job this mm. you live shit eat and breathe sound and if mm. you don't, this is not for you because those guys that go out and do that, they are warriors. Like I said, like when the Ronin goes out, you meet 47 Ronin. Mm. And have you guys seen that movie? I haven't seen I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it's with uh, what's his face? From Keanu, the, right? Keanu Reeves. So they lost their master and Keanu Reeves was uh, a guilo is that what you call it a guilo it? it's like where Mace, you're at can we look it up? It's a, yeah it's like an outsider uh, a guilo is that a japanese term yeah so like when uh there was people that weren't japanese there they're called guilos and um basically keanu reeds was a guilo he was no honor because he didn't come from a family but uh, the 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 headmaster right yeah like the isn't it like the shogun that's like who the the samurai's the i think there's like a i think tier. that would be the general i i don't yeah. know if the shonen would be like the top dog uh, uh and there's a lot of different mm -hmm. um names like because there was different like temples all around different like areas of japan that's where dynasty warriors came out for the dude game. i love that game it's fucking gas Just fucking dude, it's killing gas. a million i think i spent like eight hours one time playing with my friends like um just the one game but uh yeah, so um, I, I the best thing I could tell all the younger kids out there is, is get out there and get some experience and don't let the first interaction or the first fumble make you not get that touchdown. Go out there. Go 
take that shit and don't accept no for an answer. Because if you accept no for an answer, and this is the best thing I'll tell you, it could be with re- relationship uh, advice, business advice, personal advice. Stop listening to all these fucking kids' opinions because p- opinions don't pay bills and opinions don't make your dreams come a reality. Do you know how many times I was told no? You know how many times I was told I was wrong? You know how many times I was never given the benefit of the doubt? No, fuck that. You go out there and you take that shit for the win because you know what? There is billions of people on this earth. And if you're going to sit on the sidelines, sit on the sidelines. Don't waste your time. Or go out there and be a Tom Brady and go get seven fucking rings and then retire. <laughs> At 40, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, chill. Yeah. That's yeah. real. Probably not gonna happen for a lot of people, so like, <laughs> just yeah. saying. But uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, I also just had a quick question in future tech. We were talking a little bit about like quadraphonic sound. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything out there, sound system wise, that I would say like the general public doesn't really know about that could be just a game changer or, or something you have seen that's like wow that could be the future man i heard these things called enyas enyas yeah it's a line array system that bass nectar use it's probably one of the best line arrays i've ever heard in my life yeah but that was like 2000 i mean it was like a million dollar system at the time and that's a lot to, yeah in my eyes enya enya that's a i mean i love enya <laughs> Enya is my mom's wedding song. I cried. Dude, Enya is fire. I walked her down the aisle to that, and Kofresi made an Enya flip, and I remember going to see oh him. Oh my god, that's at, funny. I saw him at Chop Shop, and he played it, and I was I was lit, and I walked up there. I was like, my mom played this at her wedding, <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, sick, <laughs> sick. Yeah. It was great amazing so like that those speaker systems are they becoming like cheaper now or i don't think so Uh, but there's but dude they're dude they're making stuff like that like you know there's just crazy stuff out there like you know you got to think we got ai now and like we got so much stuff out there but it doesn't matter again like you could have the enyas but who's behind it yeah that's real i just wanted to do like a hot take like I guess we could do like a ranking of like obviously Hennessy for you. That's your baby. You love mm-hmm. that. But I was gonna say like, you know, function ones, that's a name that gets thrown around a lot where it's like, dude, they got functions at the function. It's like, dude, yeah. that's the shit. That was the first high fidelity sound system I ever heard. It was at Infrasound. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, these are beautiful. It's crisp. It sounds so amazing. Yeah. And I was a big function one fan for the longest time. I learned about a lot of their models. You know, uh, shout out Sound System Cultures, shout out Sub Valley, shout out the Frosty Boys, all my homies still out there repping Function Ones, um, Lost Horizon. Um, I've worked with a lot of function groups. Um, and we've done hybrid rigs where we put our rigs together. Oh, yeah. And like and we've done form the Megazord. Like, yeah, just, dude, that's we, crazy. We did, uh, we did uh, one with Sound System Culture and we did it in St. Louis. We did a two night run with Turney and Sound and uh a bunch of other artists i i i 
I think Brick Squash was on it and KLO and Cursa. I forgot, but I know yeah. Turnian was on there. And, you know, those are the boys, dude. Jack, Andrew, and Eric, those are some of our biggest supporters. And then Gary, Caspa. That that I think that was like like Caspa like Caspa Gary dude yeah so he took a picture on my sound system at a Notion show made his profile picture and it was like if you come to the states this is the system to be on and Ooh. I'm I'm so happy that he is finally coming back because I miss my boy Caspa yeah. dude that's that, a classic that is one artist that I grew up listening to and I was like you know never meet your fucking idols but that was one dude I met and I was like wow like you are a real person like yeah you are a great man so yeah. that was that was refreshing that was like you know really really cool i have to say the most memorable moments on our system was at electric forest um we had john summit and subtronics go back to back for the first oh, yeah. time ever what do they call their like collab group it's like john Subjonics or yeah, wait, something is ridiculous. It subjonics? Or is it Subjonics? <laughs> something John stupid, Tronics. but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. John's a John's a Miami boy now, dude. Is he? Yeah, he moved to Miami. Oh, Suits him, bro. Move closer to space. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes Club sense. space, man. For for what from what I know, that seems like it makes sense. It did. I mean, you know, there. You know, this is a start point for a lot of people. Like, you grew up somewhere. That's a start point. You know. Yeah, you don't you, have you to. You usually move away or you get stuck here so it's cool so i i'm happy for him you know i'm happy for him yeah. but uh i would say that and then caspa back-to-back ganja white night Ooh, we had nice. peekaboo back-to-back ganja white night we had zed's dead play on our system we had um dr fresh we had sudden death house set uh on our uh, sound system and then we had the big one for me is because you know i love the whole team uh adam and will gave me the opportunity to bring truth out so it was dre and tristan and um he's from new zealand both of them and like they were both there and it was uh it was crazy because i really wanted to go and i know i wanted to go but in my head i was like my boys deserve this because you know like we didn't have a lot of credentials, you know, we do all that out of our own pocket, you know, like shout out web life, shout out high frequency sound, um, shout out evolve after shout out all of our sponsors, everyone that was a part of the team, RV, you know, we had Zenus. I don't know if he was there this year, uh, Alex Kislov, Misha, Andrew, Anigan, Marco. Um, we had all my boys there. Um, there were so many more people to the team, but um, I I knew in my heart, I was like, they need this. They need this because they need to go out there and show everyone that I'm not Ronin without them. Mm. So I gave them that. I was like, go. And I'm sitting at home, like, biting my fingernails, like, damn, I should have went. <laughs> but but I, when I got home, they just, I just the pure bliss I saw in their face was uh, enough for me. It was enough for me. And they, 
I was reading the group chats and they're like, man, it sounded better than the Tripoli stage. They're like, why the fuck is that in GA? Like, just like mm. people, you know, and like, it's like, I've met Pasquale. Great guy, dude. I've worked with Insomniac multiple times. I ain't got nothing to trash talk about anyone or their systems or their, their, their festival. That's just other people's subjectives, but it was, it was a good feeling to hear that. Yeah. You, that you, you guys did good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, sure. and like, I haven't heard in a very long time that, oh man, that Ronin set or that Ronin system or like Ronin show was trash or it was yeah. subpar. Haven't heard it in a long time. Oh yeah, no. Haven't heard it in a long time. And yeah. that 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 is just satisfying enough as it is, you know? And yeah. the one time I threw Under Coast 3, uh, we're about to do number four this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mom came. First time she's ever came to any of my shows in seven years. Wow. And brought my little sister and my stepdad. And I was like, smile, ear to ear. And I brought her up on stage, introduced her to some of the artists um, with Prism that I work at. We could get into that a little bit. I was just going to say we're going to get into that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I brought her on stage, and uh, it was Zuba's turn. And I was like, Zuba, you mind if... Uh, my sister could jump on stage and take a picture. He's like, yeah, go ahead, bro. And my sister was there and um, she smiled and she had my jersey on and she was at a show that I curated with speakers that I own with 800 people in the crowd. And I have all these vendors and she got to buy like, you know, little trinkets from like all the uh, little vendors and mm -hmm. like, introducing everyone to my mom. And my mom looked at me when we walked out and she was like, I'm proud of you. I was like, what? And I held it in till they left. But I was like walking back and I'm like. <laughs> you fucking, that was an important moment. I yeah. was like, Georgia, why? Georgia, why? <laughs> and I was like so happy. And like, mm -hmm. that was cool because, you know, they, they always looked at it like you're just partying. But like they got to go out there and see. Mm, the greater meaning of it. The, yeah. The gravy train, you know? Yeah, That's what yeah, I like yeah, to call yeah. the gravy train. The gravy train? Yeah, because we're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, smooth. Buddy. We're smooth. You know, if uh, Ronan ever got on the train, I'd call it the gravy train. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know how Johnny's the kid? Yeah. We're gravy train. The gravy train. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one thing I just wanted to ask, because I'm always interested about like the logistical stuff of s some of these, you know, it it's an industry that I don't, I'm like adjacent to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, where do we keep the speakers? It's so much room. And like, I just was curious about like, you know, just, I don't even know. Like, what do you do with them? You got to like truck them around. And so like, we bought just... a truck an Azuzu truck and man, do those things truck. I love my Azuzu, but I wanted to be different. So I had my favorite graffiti artists like graffiti, my truck, mm. you know, you know, shout out guaps he he really uh he really like put in work because he did it live at electric forest and he like oh, spray dope. painted it you know and then i had my friend uh jish do a, a little piece on there and then donnie had a guy do something in the back and now we're the, we have dude we get pictures all the time nice yeah. from people around the country they're like dog i saw your truck on they're the highway. going back to the marketing again yeah, saying, yeah they're, they're taking pictures and like now people like post up and take pictures next to our truck but um we had it's funny i i started off in a life storage on the south side of chicago by the Sox stadium because my mm -hmm. grandfather always loved the socks you know mm -hmm. and my friend doughboy got me this 
little socks bracelet right here hey. um but uh i i just uh i love the south side the food the culture just uh the you know the hard the hard street life but it wasn't i'm not a gangbanger i'm not in all that just like just the the gutterness i love the gutterness the that's, that's why yeah. i love st louis i love philadelphia there i love uh minneapolis like there's just some places that just make you feel like damn i'm here i'm like in a cultural like place this is cool and i that's why i th will always call chicago home to me because we have the best skyline we have the best food and the best culture <laughs> every time we come back to the city i'm really like, driving in and i'm just like now nah, that's a skyline yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a fucking skyline yeah so yeah. that that uh so yeah we got a life storage there we start off with one little 10 by 10 mm. we ended up with six and then I was ending up paying too much and we moved from the city and now we're uh in this uh the chicagoland area and i got a backyard now i got vegetables i'm growing vegetables oh yeah <laughs> turning into an adult man <laughs> dude i'm a classic man <laughs> it's not it's not expensive if you get good sun you just yeah, it's, you run it, it. it's nice and my neighbors are cool they play pokemon go so they're with the shit so like we go take gyms all around there <laughs> i'm with mark I, I call him mark the uh mark man <laughs> this is the neighbor yeah and he's like a 50 year old and him and his family play pokemon go so we just go and like take all the gyms and like that's how i got introduced to the neighbor and he's like you're cool and then i asked his wife i was like what's his favorite snack and she's like why because you call yourself munchie and i was like yeah and she's like he likes cheesecake mm, and she whispered it and i was like is he here and she's like no go get it and i was like all right <laughs> so i went to the cheesecake factory and i got like two different like sample ones where it's like all the different ones all in one cheesecake so i brought oh. them two and like i rang the doorbell at six like three times like an asshole and i ran away <laughs> <laughs> and then i put from the better pokemon go trainer mm. and i was Slight like jab. yeah that no, was great <laughs> and yeah. then uh the next morning he was like uh He's like, hey, I got something for you. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, for the best Pokemon tr uh, Go trainer. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. He gave me three plants because I told him I wanted to make a garden. Oh, nice. And it's just the little things in life. No, so, that's nice when you got like a good neighbor, yeah. not an asshole. Like, yeah, so it's can... cool. I got I got my little cucumbers coming out nice. Saw my nice. first tomato today. And I was like, that's sick. And I wake up every day and I'm like, yes, I get to go water my plants. Mm -hmm. So it's like the Isn't little things. Isn't it great when you see your plants and they're just like, yeah, like we fucking love the sun. Like <laughs> they're, they're like, like don't, lit. They're like, don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, mm. just Dude, like yeah. And you're like great. feeling them. You're like, yeah, you're doing I good. I'm feeling I'm feeling it out this first year. I'm seeing like what, what goes into it and what I'm doing right and wrong. I'm doing, I'm taking a lot of notes because next year, i'm coming in strong it's like a life practice yeah man get, building up that green thumb like it takes yeah. time yeah you know i will be dr green thumb in the vegetable <laughs> realm <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> yeah let's uh let's do the the prison the prison okay. action just to switch gears a little bit let's uh yeah so i didn't know what to ask but i just know you want to talk about it. so like the reason why, why, why i want to talk about it is because i grew up with my friend colton anderson we used to go to family festivals at first but when i was getting into it after the rave scene and i went to hoopla in the hills and i met this cat 
Hoopla in the Hills. Dude, the names of some of these events you're throwing out, the sewer sessions. Sewer sessions. That was fire. A, that's like a group. It's like Savage Society and oh, uh, okay. like uh, the monsters, you know, the wizards, uh, the gremlins, serpent. Everyone's got their little crews. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I love it. I love and, it. And, and um, But sorry, I, t- I threw you off track. Hoopla. No. Oh, Hoopla in the Hills. Yeah, so I met him there. And, you know, we were just two extremely extravagantly partying kid (laughs) and uh you know we uh we started throwing shows like we did gobble wobble in uh michigan another great name i sorry yeah (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and uh we did gobble wobble we uh threw a massive it was it should have been like a mini festival it was it was great it was it was it was our first show together and then um, he got married and had a child, and we lost sight for a while. And then I remember him starting this company, Prism, and about, like, I want to say nine months ago, he was like, hey, Munchie, he's like, why don't you be an agent? I'm like, I can't do that, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the clothing design. I'm doing like, you know, I'm like working on the talent buying side of things and doing the sound. And he's like, yeah, but you have hustle in you. He's like, you could do it. And lo and behold, I started about eight months ago and I started with a great group of guys. It was like a family. Like I started with Ronan, but he curated it. So it's like not being the boss for once felt fucking amazing i'm mm. like wow i work for someone this is cool so i have rules and i was like this is sick um i'm i'm actually enjoying this and i worked my ass off the amount of time i've probably spent in emails in the past nine months is probably like well over 500 hours and he uh they gave me encouragement and i'm gonna come back to the boss versus the leader they didn't treat me like I had a boss. They treated me like I had a leader. And that was the coolest thing. Cause I was like, wow, this reminded me of Ronan. And mm. I'm like, that this could potentially go big. And bro, when I'm telling you I took off, I learned how to do O1 and O2 visas. I learned how to do P1 and P2 visas. I learned how to work with lawyers, PR campaigns, playlisting, uh, working mm. with labels, A&Rs, managers, and like UTA, CAA, Coruscant Agency, Team Wasserman, uh, Mind Warp, um, working with like uh, Live Nation, AAG, like Insomniac, Top Dogs, Collective, Oris, and like I, in my first year right now, I'm sitting at 188,000 in bookings. My first year. Wow. Now, if that doesn't speak volumes, that you could take something you have no idea. I, I actually watched this video. Did you know if you take 18 minutes out of your day and you learn something and you do it every day for 365 days, you are more knowledgeable than any person, like 80% of the people in the world with that you just learned because you put 100 hours in that year on learning something. And I was like, okay, so if I do 18 minutes on emails a day, it'll it'll work, right? No, you have to put in more. But <laughs> yeah. it uh it it's cool because I within six months got hired into being a senior agent, and now I'm working with all these guys I provided sound for. Mm, a lot of the reason why yeah. I got 
to where I was with Prism is because I did sound for these guys. I booked them for shows. And in my first year, I brought Jack Knife from Australia, Subject 31 from Canada, and learned the whole process. Um, and um, I'm working with uh, his manager, Andreas, and Alejandro great group of guys i just met him we just did the parking garage party and the smoke and mirror show yeah the jackknife one i was gonna go to that show and then something came up but anyway it, it was awesome it I, looked sick yeah he, i met this guy and he's from another country and i put him on tour with ashton and they've never met each other and he came over most humble sweet guy man and like we just like became best friends right off the rip and his management is just so encouraging and nice and then you got managers and artists that aren't so cool but you know it's a part of the game but um 23 domestic artists i brought on and uh about five out of uh country artists mm. three we're working on right now but that's should, where the visa thing comes in yeah it's really it's really sucks man because a lot of these guys that are talented and they have a lot to offer and some of them were pioneers can't even get to this country because we don't have press or it's not that we don't have press it's they don't have press or enough for the united states to be like okay we'll let them we'll come just here. let them go we'll, yeah. we'll let them come here and then they're not gonna see taxes from them that you know it, it wouldn't make no sense it's another person in here working not making them money you know leads back to the root of evil which is the dollar bill so um they've grown in four years just as much as ronin in my eyes and it doesn't matter where they grew it matters how they grew and just the expansion that it's done. And dude, Prism, we go there all the time. Like, there's just <laughs> always like a homie playing. No, no, like, no. Whatever. That that that's a club. Prism Talent Agency oh. is in Michigan. Is it a set? It's not related. Not related. Oh well, see, would have never known. This roster <laughs> is pretty insane too. Oh, are you looking at it? Yeah. I thought that somehow they had some connection that the that they booked people to the venue and whatever, but no. Dude, we have so we have things called non-exclusive agreements. So we could do bookings for Snoop Dogg, Cypress Hill, Warren G, Ice Cube, Too Short, you know. And we got uh, artists that are exclusive to us, you know. Um, but it's just crazy because it's like I grew up with this kid, and we were both troubled, and we both went through all this shit, and now we could come together and now we could take over the world in a good way oh yeah that's again awesome. and it's like now never pile too much on your plate but never settle short so within the past six years i've started at a sound company that no one knew about and i'm not gonna say i'm the sole reason that hsd is where it's at today but I'm a big influence on a lot of people on why Hennessy is, sorry, HSD. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> is, well, so people know too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, forever in my life, it's going to be the Hennies. I don't care what anyone tells <laughs> me, but it's like, you know, like going from that and doing that into clothing and like mm. selling out, like we would sell out. Well, and just to like go back to what you're saying about being a big influence on that, company the hsd system you were telling me that like you were like one of the first four buyers or something so and there then was, now they're like across the country yeah so like the, well the biggest one in the world now is uh labyrinth something they're out in uh 
France, I believe, they put speaker system in the French Alps, like on the top of a fucking mountain. And I was like, Dude, I thought what? I did cool that's shit. That's pretty dope. Yeah, you guys are banging techno up there in the French Alps, bro. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> and but they're cool. They always shout us out. Yeah, you know, one person I could really say right now that I see a spark in them. You know, but they have a lot of hate right now. But you know why? It's because no one likes the new guy on the block. Mm. I do have to give a special shout out to Shay West with the Element 5 sound system. Mm. He is going to start his own wave. He brought something here from another country and he's starting a community of his own. And a lot of people like to hate on him. But it's just it's just another day in the life of being a sound boy. You know, or just a business owner, you know, self-employed. Um, but I do have to give my shout out to him. I do think he's going to turn into that new wave of like, you know, another new point source sound system. But HSD is evolving itself. And there's a lot of cool things behind the scenes that people don't know about. But they got some shit cooking. And yeah, that's dope. Hennessy's Hennis, here for this day yeah hennessy is here for this day we keep going back to the to the hennies but to go back to the prism for a sec you know anything else like just i don't know about it like and like future plans and future stuff like plans that. for me is to really tighten down on my roster mm. because i went really fast and brought a lot of people on but I loved their music, but do they sell? And that's the shittiest oh, thing. Yeah, dude, that is That is tough. the shittiest thing to have in your head. But it's what it comes down to, sadly. It is, it is. But if people listen to the words that you need to give them and the advice, they could get it. But a lot of these people go and they get an outsider opinion or they go do other things and it's like, do you want to work with them or do you want to work with us or who are you trying to get this information for? You know, like it's like, don't worry about outsiders views, worry about what you got in front of your face, you know? And I've made a lot of guys make it make sense. And now they're on tours across the, the States. And mm. Ashton is one of those guys. Like when I brought Ashton on, it was a startup program. Now Ashton's on a full tour with Jack knife He's about to be in Portland, four stops in Florida, a stop in uh, uh, California. We got him. Uh, we got him on a couple festivals. Um, That's awesome. Uh, so got, a startup program is almost like a trial run. It's like let's see how you do. A startup program to me is someone that do, isn't marketable mm. to pitch out yet. Mm. You are a like, great. What are we looking at metrics wise? Like followers and. It's the whole project itself. Whole, yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's not marketable yet for me to go pitch this to bigger promoters without a support slot or to get, just even get you plays, especially in a recession. If it don't make sense with the numbers, a lot of these people don't understand. A lot of these talent buyers don't even know the music they're booking. Right, yeah, they just see They the look at numbers. They run numbers. They yeah. run, you know, diagnostics on all of the stuff that we give them, and if it doesn't fit or make sense in their market, it it doesn't make sense. And then for all you artists out there, get your Spotify up. Stop worrying about SoundCloud. Stop worrying about the stuff that doesn't matter because SoundCloud has 
no like current updated yeah like, it doesn't matter like anymore. monthly listeners or who's listening to you in what areas and what certain time like i know you could do some things but like most people yeah. want to see spotify you know so what about, what about like apple music and stuff like that i mean like, you could get that and you could get like an end result at the end of the year but they need something current to see so spotify is current you right. know you 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 release a track and it does 175,000 plays in that one month now that next month after the 28th day because they do it every 28 days ooh, mm -hmm. i'm sorry <laughs> You're um, good, dude. they uh they uh they start fresh from when those first guys started coming in so you see 175 mm. 135 120 80 70 and eventually it'll go all the way down if you don't have current content coming out so it's a mm. it's a trick of the trade for these talent buyers for to see how long has this been at this point so if we really want to get down to the numbers it, you could go into the the uh diagrams and see where and how many plays they get or does it go like this with a big swoop or is it consistent and are you working with the algorithms like uh, one guy I have to shout out is Alfonso. His name's Definitive. This mm. man is a Spotify and just wizard at just learning, you know, numbers and diagrams and just learning, like, how to actually get organic um, plays and, like, work with the algorithms. Mm. And it's just, it, it, it's been a journey, man. Um, I'm almost at a year. And I promised myself if I don't get a quarter meal ticket, which is 250k, I'm gonna be mad. So I got a couple months, but um, I'm sitting right uh, about 192,000 right now, mm. and I need about 60,000. So that's like my goal. If I don't reach it, I'm grounded. So with the numbers of that, uh, the money wise, that's. What that, is that reflecting exactly? The, that's the that's of money? in bookings total. Right. Okay. So, so the, in bookings total, I did one hundred and ninety-one thousand. After that, you get a percentage as an agent in the agency, and then the artist gets a that that like say it's ten percent to the agency. Then uh, you split that with the agency, or however you're working your uh, percentages with your agency, depending on uh, what status you are in the in the agency yeah and then uh it's usually between 10 to 15 percent depending on what artist you're working with and then the artist gets the rest of it um you know you could have artist expenses for like marketing and like the whole shazam but um it's cool to yeah. see yeah. what you've got these artists or what you've brought to the table and it's it's been it's been one dude i'm not gonna lie and that's why uh it's all full circle you know? Yeah, it's the, the the talents that you had. I was just gonna ask, like, do you feel like going around the country, knowing the different festivals, knowing all the venue, whatever, like all this different stuff, you know how to place artists in the right places? Like, is that a huge benefit? I would assume. I did once upon a time, but after we got back from COVID, mm -hmm. everything is just a big rubik's cube it's Everything's like different everyone's scrambling everyone's trying to make money mm. even the monopolizing companies they're losing money i mean they're not losing money but they're not making it like they were so technically they're losing money yeah but 
for the 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 lower guys the independent guys you know the medium-sized people they're not doing well and Mm. if they are doing well it's like a hit or miss here you know Mm. and one group of people I have to shout out that have supported me since day one and I've just watched them grow and like they're still growing and like they still do good as um you know NSW now but yeah it's, dude hell yeah but it's you know Joe O'Brien and Mike uh, Mike Farino and like those guys uh have been my biggest supporters this uh this will be my uh sixth or seventh year at Lunar Tide and they gave me my first opportunity and they they believed in me and we have given them nothing but our best and like you know that's good enough for them and you know like and it's crazy the it's crazy man it's just crazy just like just the amount of respect you know i have for some of these people you know and uh i wouldn't be shit where like without any of these people like anyone i've talked about you know between Prism, Rogue, Rogue Den, Rogue Stop, Ronin, all the companies that we've worked with, like I, I wouldn't be shit. So it's like this isn't a podcast about me. It's a podcast about what made me, and yeah. who continues to the keep origin me in. story and like the shout not love. Yeah, dude. I mean, dude, if you can't smile and love yourself, don't go outside today. <laughs> Figure that out. Figure first. that shit out yeah I go, feel you. go get a punching bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it'd be nice to have one like so, a real one <laughs> let me do a flip on this with you when did you start this podcast when did you guys figure this oh, out this is interesting we don't normally get this flipped um yeah i mean i started the podcast like i think it's been like five years and i just like started it i uh own a dog walking company and i like was listening to a bunch of podcasts because i'm just like walking around fucking looking at the flowers and i like you know it's like oh i i could do this and thought of an idea for it like oh, i'm part of you know i produce music like i feel like it would be cool to talk to other producers like let's just run it so yeah, I was doing it for a while, like interviewing people in Chicago, reaching out to people through SoundCloud, doing like Skype interviews and stuff. And it's kind of cool when I was doing it back then, like I interviewed a couple people who like I look at their Instagram and they're playing Red Rocks now. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy, dude. You guys had like a thousand followers on SoundCloud at the time. And I just thought your music was cool or whatever. So like that was that's kind of rewarding. But then I took a I, I was going like it was going up and I was like, we're, we're going, we're doing something here. But I kind of lost my way. I was like, why am I doing this? I'm putting in a lot of work. Um, and I needed to take a break just to like re figure out. And then also COVID. So I think that would have been the best time to do podcast, right? Cause you, dude, it was, <laughs> I was like, it, that's and like I was pod, yeah. podcast central. right? So there. yeah. And then people like, so I took some time off and like, people were like, dude, like what's going on with the podcast? Like that was always the thing that people would be like, dude, the fucking producer, like, are you still doing it? And I was like, ah, I'm not, but like, I kind of want to now. Yeah. So we started doing it again. Like, I don't know how long it's been, maybe almost a year that we've been doing and when you come back to it like back then it was just all audio now it's like you got to do the video and everything um and then recently brought mace on met mace not too too long ago 
turns out we're from a similar area and just like we're like dude let's just run this shit this is the and, duo right here yeah so this is motherfucking shake and bake <laughs> yeah so we're trying to <laughs> run it right now so but, wait 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 who's el diablo and who's magic man <laughs> el diablo and magic man what's the reference what do you mean that's Who? talladega nights oh <laughs> shake uh, and bake I, shake yeah and bake. shake and bake baby i don't know i mean it's i i mean i don't know it's it's my thing but mace is like so quintessential in my process at this point that yeah. it's like i i couldn't do this shit alone like if i had to do this shit alone it would be a pain in the ass so yes yeah. thank you of course yeah. oh man i mean jerry's got like the vision for all this and yeah. he uh, would do like he already does infinitely better at hosting these than anyone i know dude like bro so, appreciate that. dude i was like, watching these videos i yeah. was just like fuck this is lit i was like this <laughs> thanks is, man yeah. i appreciate this that. is sick it's fun man we're just having combos you know what i mean it's just like yeah. uh it's almost like setting the intention like hey we're gonna sit down and just like actually talk opposed to like bullshit you know or it's it is bullshitting but like I don't know. I feel like I get to know everyone. Like I know so much more about you now, yeah. you know? And like, that's cool. But this is, this is the start, you know? But do you see like five years ago you started it and then now you're coming back to, but do you, do you see, do you see the vision now that like, you know, like you first wanted, but do you see it more streamlined now? Now that you're seeing all these, these artists and these managers and like, just like all around like music industry people coming in here. Cause I, 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 I did my little research. I was talking about you. I talked to Abel, talked to David, talked oh, yeah, to Gabe. Yeah. I talked to snake blood. I'm like snake blood. <laughs> that is the best. He's, That's such a good guy. So funny. That was my that was just like such a comical episode okay and then another one where do you guys see yourself in the next five years with this podcast i mean definitely in like a, just trying to sprout and gr like we're in the real growing phase right now like yeah. but i would say I don't know, man, like really building a community of people where like we get some more, uh, you know, feedback, like, you know, some more like, uh, what's the word? Like get, getting like fans involved somehow, like mm -hmm. building up um, our discord, doing maybe like a Patreon or something. I don't know. I mean, not to say like that's almost more because like copywritten music is tough on YouTube, mm -hmm. but I don't know, man, just like keep building the thing that i feel like is the sign that we're going in a good direction is i feel like we keep getting the cosign like people are like dude they do cool stuff and like other people are willing to come on and it just feels like it's getting more like everything's feeling like lubricated towards a good direction so this is a very great term i love that just lubricating <laughs> my way through <laughs> yeah because other times like you're trying to do something and you're just like why won't it work you know what i mean <coughs> but like you you hit me up and i was like dude fuck yeah we like you know talk about ronan we talked to like so many of the boys that love you guys and uh know you guys do cool stuff like i've seen a couple of your shows it's like yeah i would love to talk about i appreciate that it. stuff so that definitely means a lot so that felt organic and i was just like that just makes sense that's awesome so if we can just keep going in that direction and getting people you know 
I th- that are, that I think are your I think your next step is to find artists that are going to be in town that won't necessarily be here. Yeah, and get, for sure. And get them here. I also want to start doing more. Uh, like the in person stuff is the shit. I love it. You can't replace the energy of like being in the same room together cannot, but cannot. but there is some good stuff like we could we could reach out to people like artists we really are like dude you make really cool shit dude we got you i will definitely funnel some artists through to you guys bro i that'd appreciate be awesome. that'd be sick man we i would have, love to dude we get a lot of artists that come through here they would love to do this I would love to have them, man. This is this would be a blast. <laughs> Come to my uh, fucking den. <laughs> this is this. All right. By the way, if you guys don't know, this is a house and it is sick. <laughs> it is fucking sick. The swivel Thanks, staircase. Man. That was the first indication of. Ball, that was the ball. first thing I saw. Ball. I was like, we might have to rent this place. <laughs> How many times have you fallen? Never. And I've never, we've had parties, man. No one's fallen. I don't know what's going My on. My fat ass would be the first. I almost <laughs> ate shit one time, but like, <laughs> dude, I don't know what it is. There's like a little bit of um, like grip on it. Maybe that saved some people, but I could just imagine falling down that shit. You'd eat it. That would be some Tom and Jerry shit, because that's a that's a <laughs> solid like and uh, see I'm a little too fat to go through the like the little the little slices, so I'd be like continuously <laughs> rolling down. <laughs> you just keep falling, dude. It would be bad, yeah. So luckily, knock yeah. on wood, nothing yet. You know, but, I'm not touching the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, we. I would love. I don't know, man. Five year plan. Like I'm thinking about a one year plan. One of my plans is just like get like a thousand people on instagram like just try to grow the socials and like just small goals but yeah jerry's really good at manageable goals see i'm like reaching for like oh my god what if we do this and this and this like just the add mind of like trying to like do 150 things at once and that's where that's where we need you is coming in (laughs) with the like go rain it in a little bit one thing at a time like that's yeah true. I, s- I swear that's literally like eric tucker and me i'm literally adhd i want to do 50 things at once and then eric's like dog just one, this one, one, one just this one, one step thing. at a time young boy it's yeah cr- it's crazy though it's probably a good interplay though you know like is, having both of those it is it is you get you know I'm, I'm a pisces so it's like my emotions through are to the extreme and i'm just thinking of 50 things at once so it's like i feel them on that you know and then like you're cool calm collect like eric and then but it's like right here dog (laughs) (laughs) well i'm kind of fucking add at the same time but i really try to rein it i'm like no if i like succumb to my ADD-ness I'm just gonna not get anything done (laughs) do not enter my circumference (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. step out yeah but nah man that that means a lot I mean I would love to get some some cool artists in here everyone we've talked to so far is cool and at the end of the day the one thing I really want to keep as a through line is just like I don't care how big you are man like if you make cool ass music like I want to talk to you you that's know? the best part though it's just because it's like you'll never know who's in town yeah and you never know who's here but it's like what you're doing is different you know there's podcasts everywhere but like who's really like you know you got adam uh like no jumper you yeah know, he, adam he got yeah he got big off of the all the rappers and the soundcloud rappers and lyrical lemonade artists and then just like 
<laughs> turned it into fucking Jersey Shore, but you yeah, know now he's doing like porn or something or like well, he's watching his wife get fucked. I know I saw that. I was like, damn. He was mad at first, but now he's happy because they're making hella bread. So I'm like, okay, so what do you really got going on? Right. Yeah. Jersey Shore. <laughs> or that <laughs> South Park episode, like don't get schnookied. Oh dude. Schnook schnook. Why is South Park always so on the nose? They just know. They're so smart. Bro, if you wear a dress and you're on acid and go to the Grammys, you have something going on. Dude, they're they're crazy, man. <laughs> you have something going on. <laughs> have you seen that picture? I, I've heard them talk about it. And I was they're just like, like, it was what? really weird. Try walking on heels on acid. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they were like wigging out and they're next to like all these fucking famous people. Like, dude, it's like, but they're the ones that troll them. So it's like they're the, yeah. the outcasts. So it's like they yeah. see them. And I feel like all the, the, the famous people are like tiptoeing you know, around them because they're like, oh, they're uh, going to make an episode about us. Because <laughs> they'll do it in such like, like, like a the, genius like way. Like Kanye West, like he's a, oh, gay, yeah. he's a gay fish. Gay motherfucking gay fish. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part in that episode is when he's like explaining, like he's trying to figure out why the fish sticks are whatever. And he's like something, he's like, equals crunchy and like he's just explaining oh, the, the diagram yeah dude it's just like what? he had the little like stick he's like right here explains how i am not a gay fish <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a crunchy fish stick and they're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you eat fish sticks and he's like yes so you're a gay fish <laughs> dude it's just it, it and they they I even hit that. on that like Kanye ego even before like he did with like hmm something about genius and yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius like, yeah. equals crunchy. That was the line. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Uh classic, classic. I think they only had one episode that had to get taken off airs because they had like straight up like terrorists hitting them up saying they're gonna kill them. Oh shit. Remember the one with like all the gods and everything in like uh it was like really racist. Was this near like the nine eleven era type of deal they or portrayed was it? Muhammad or something like yeah, that? Yeah, oh. so like so yeah. real bad. Oh, yeah. And like they got like a lot of death threats and they had to take it off air. Like you can't find it nowhere. Really? Like ooh, shit. <laughs> uh, we're Let cutting that blooper. <laughs> um, no, but like they had to take it off the air. I think you could find it. I mean, you can find anything on the internet, but like you can't get that whole episode nowhere. Mm. Like that, that was like the one. And I'm like, really? That one? Like that was it? <laughs> that almost makes it more legendary. It's like that forbidden I don't, fruit. I, don't th <laughs> I think they're never going to travel in the middle of the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. Yeah, they're they're like, never going no. there. Dude, they probably have so many enemies, but... Oh, my God. I'm surprised they haven't gotten smoked at this point. I know. I mean, they're always smoked out, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would hope, you know, people get real upset about stuff, but they are having just, like, a fun time. I mean, they roast people, like, for sure, but you got to take I've had it. times where I've watched that show, and I, I've almost thrown up and piss myself at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it's, it's just too good. You're like, oh my God, like how do you keep getting better? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Family Guy. Eh, you had some ifs. And then, you know, The Simpsons, they just predict just, the future. Yeah, exactly. That shit's <laughs> fucked up, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you listen to my conspiracy theory friends and I'm just like, you got to stop. <laughs> I'm like, you got you to gotta get away from me. And I'm like, dude. 
they like nailed it like nailed it like there's there's i think there's like a a top 50s list of the simpsons called it before it happened Uh uh-huh and i'm like oh wow everyone thinks they're uh, the dude's a time traveler i mean it almost makes sense in the sense that there are so many episodes and probably they've gotten things wrong but at the same time like there's a weird pattern that feels like maybe they knew or i don't know <laughs> dude it's it's like wow you know what's really out there what's really out there that is the thing that drives every human crazy the the, the, yeah, the what the what if mm-hmm. that's the scariest thing Curious. you know I, just to like kind of bring this to something you said before was uh like if you go out there every day and you think you like know what's up or like like you were saying like you go to your job and like you you don't know you every day you know like there's some people that think they know all this shit and it's like no man you just gotta realize that you don't know anything and that you just gotta keep trying to figure it out like man it's just like so many like social media entrepreneurs and just like uh yeah, five like things you need to do yeah. these influencers yeah. talking about how woke they are or like their success stories and just all this shit and then you just see how fabricated and fake they are and you're like this world is just all surrounding on a like and a dollar bill mm-hmm. it's like where's the the wholesomeness like do you remember the last time you seen a group of kids on mongoose bikes riding around mobbing or like just like like the goonies type shit like mm-hmm. i know we all had a group of friends as kids Dude, we were, hell yeah. we'd all get on we'd our bikes go yeah. mob out when's yeah. the last time someone knocked on a door hey you want to play like Dude, you would go someone would open the door with a gun at this point like what are you doing like at my sad house sad too you'll hear people mm-hmm. talk about it. they're like yeah my kids like i couldn't even imagine them like going out and camping and stuff they're just like inside i'm like oh god <laughs> like oh like do you remember halloween like i'd be out till two in the morning I'd be with yeah, getting pillow that candy, sex. dude. Pillows, getting that candy, and then like now, like kids got to go into a parking lot. Yeah, it might have like go in a circle. Yeah, yeah, with all the same like, parents. It might have like fentanyl or like some sh- crazy shit, and you're like, okay, well, that's not fun, dude. Like, there's just been some weird stories I've heard, and I'm like, yeah, Halloween's not even a, a holiday anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's just a time to like for it's adults a, adult to like party. dress up and like it's adult weird, party <laughs> which is sick i enjoy that but uh well, it's like the leaders of uh what's that shit called uh where is it where they're like uh it was like was it a korean show what was it called uh squid game squid games it's like the leaders all dressed up at the top oh, oh yeah with the masks <laughs> trying and to shit. get weird dude <laughs> oh dude yeah those were some weirdos those were some weirdos dude it's the two percent <laughs> yeah the two percent i like that yeah not even the one percent no they're those are those two percenters right there with some whole milk <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah um Yo, well, let's let's wrap this guy up. I always do a little like wrap up question, um, and that is—I mean, dude, you've been to a lot of shows, but the question is, you know, like what was the most impactful show that you went to? It could have been early on, like when you were just going to shows, wasn't in the sound system culture as much, or maybe it was something where like you guys were helping, or you saw something, and you're just like, dude, that's another level. I'd have to say 2012 Electric Forest, Bass Nectar. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but uh, we had a friend named Pepe. He passed away. He got killed by the police, but it was our last festival with him. 
and we were all inexperienced and it was our first music festival for a lot of our friends it was 2012 Mm. and we got to see him open up with color storm Mm. and i was sitting there right next to pepe i mean i'm i was a big bass nectar fan i liked bass nectar i I was more like i followed tipper a lot but like i went to a lot of bass nectar events and like yeah it was it was cool you know but like that one was the most special to me because i was with someone that i no longer have with me and we were with like all the og friends and it was like friends that i'm not friends with anymore because you know people grow apart people have different priorities people live different now but at that timing there was not a care in the world but just to be happy and be there with people that you love and like you know i just i couldn't explain the amount of happiness that that one festival gave me Mm -hmm. because after that we lost him and then that was like when like a lot of the friend group just kind of like went separate ways or like you know a lot of people just were different after that but like that was like one of the more like uh wholesome moments in my life and i don't think i've ever heard bass nectar uh open up a color storm dude yeah that was fucking fire that's yeah that was like kind of in the era where he was starting to like really kind of take off too like i mean he had been around for a while but you didn't see when he was playing what was it was it lollapalooza or riot fest it was like 2007 2008 yeah and he like had like uh like not that big of a crowd but then like it's probably 2008 i remember my buddy like this was when we first got into electronic music i he was going to like Lala before I, I we were like 14 or 15 or some shit and he was like yeah like i went to go see this guy bass nectar and i was like what about dead like dead mouse was at the same time i was like what about dead mouse like because that was someone i knew and he was like nah man but yeah this had to have been around it's probably what you were talking about like yeah uh, I, actually maybe it was maybe that was I, earlier actually i'll give you three okay yeah bass nectar 2012 2012 skrillex in the galactica ship that he came out this is soldier field this one (laughs) comes the um spring awakening yeah spring awakening we literally just were talking to uh someone else and they said that as like dude he came out in the galactica uh, galactica ship but he played the rain dance song as soon as it dropped it started raining oh dude and uh i was i was on some you know heavy heavy recreational (laughs) drugs and uh, (laughs) I was 17 or 16, and uh, I was just like, this is fucked up. But it was just so cool because, like, you know, he turned dubstep to what it was, mainstream like that. And yeah. then my third one would have to be Dead Mouse. Um, what, it wasn't Soldier Field. Where was it? Was it at Lala? No, it was his own curated event. Was oh. it Union Park? Maybe it was... It's did right he after he did a, the haunted uh, mansion in da- uh, in uh, Detroit, and it was uh, it was where he played like the haunted ghosts and stuff remix, where there was a fake dead mouse and he comes out and chokes him out, and then he drops <laughs> and it, yeah, it was what? the Steve Duda like hard intro or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, was this at like maybe Pier maybe or Dude, no? It was no. outside. I can't remember. Was I think it, it was two thousand. It was either two thousand eight or two thousand ten, but it was a dead mouse curated event i think mm. and it was dead mouse and i don't remember a lot but that was cool because that was like 
my raver day is coming to an end but like dead yeah. mouse was just like like strobe ghosts and stuff uh the the ladder song yeah sophie needs uh, a ladder sophie, sophie needs a ladder like that, that was that, that era was, that was so good dude i so i've talked about this before like one of my favorite concerts was <clears throat> seeing him at lala on i think it was like 2011 or 2000 i think it was 2011 and like he just comes out it's like starting to rain we're like oh no is it gonna get shut down and he just plays like some chords and then it just starts raining harder but they're not shutting it down and we're just like yes and <laughs> you know how the lights are too when it's raining and it's oh, just like it's so, so much cool. more epic yeah dude that was sick and we were just drenched but like having a great time that's back, we were with all of our homes. that's back when it was rain or shine now mm -hmm. kids they'll freak out really yeah is that a thing like that they used to let it go on more well I like mean, event i mean stuff the weather stuff now like you know like i don't think they were i didn't think they had that many problems because you got to think like the cois people need now to even throw these festivals especially after covid and like all the rules they have to follow with osha and like there's mm. just a lot that goes into it but uh, okay. so also uh edm not related uh riot fest system of a down first time playing in 14 years and here oh. in chicago uh you know what's funny my brother was at that show yeah adam Leif was the one that they stopped the concert and they crowd surfed him to the front i don't mm. know if you guys know who adam Leif is mm -mm. he used to throw shows uh with trinium um uh it was funny because i i knew him but i didn't know it was him and i found out later but one of the most epic moments of my life uh he has the most beautiful voice like i was sitting there like oh my god like he sounds like that like that was that just fucking happened and all my friends left and i'm like how dare you i lost my shoes i lost my <laughs> wallet i lost my phone i had one sock on i had dirt all over me it looked like i was just in the gridiron gang and i just did a full <laughs> run of football in prison <laughs> like it was it was bad dude i and like i tried to get into uber and they wouldn't pick me up i went to a mcdonald's and i was like i don't have anything but one sock but i need one <laughs> phone call and the guy was like Come all on. right you made me laugh go ahead and then i got the one phone call and thank god my friends answered but that was that was top tier yeah i heard my brother is like a pretty big dude and i remember he was like yeah i was not gonna get into it like because the crowd was just dude, like you couldn't nuts. go nowhere you're like this that's why my shoes went missing Poop. yeah and then the sock and then like i was getting moved left to right but my feet couldn't touch the ground <laughs> I run in place so it was like doggy paddling to damn. the front like just like getting there <laughs> damn that's crazy that sounds amazing i mean system of down is like one of my favorites and yeah they're so good yeah but i've never seen them live oh that was that was the one that like stole my heart but um those are some good shows dude dude it's just like you could hear his live music on youtube but here now uh seeing it in live was beautiful but uh i wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys for having Bro, me out. We and appreciate and let you me, too. Uh, talk a little bit about Thank my life. Thank you for coming, man. Yeah, and, that was uh, a, yeah. I liked that I got to ask you guys questions, dude. No, yeah, I was that a yeah, first? It was fun to turn it around. We want to do one where like maybe Mason interviews me or something. You kind of just like did it a little bit. Like it's probably good. I haven't even explained they, the story need to very see much. The guys behind the mic. They need to see the story behind the mic. I I feel that. I'm just always like it's about 
the guest, you know. Bro, I will call Narwhal and I will have him interview you. <laughs> Nardwar? Nard is it Nardwar or yeah. Narwhal? Narwhal. Nar- Nar- <laughs> the dude with like the fucking uh <laughs> Yeah. The plaid, like, like yeah. little Uzi Vert, little yeah, Uzi Vert, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're all like, "You're a fucking How spy. Do you know How me? do you yeah. know that?" Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. dude, he is a, he's great. He tried to get Playboy Cardi. He tried to get him on an interview at Lyrical Lemonade this year. Oh yeah, he yeah, was he, there. Oh shit, he, yeah, he dipped off. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was like, Playboy Cardi's like, no, he knows too much. Yeah, like I don't want to <laughs> get involved with that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, dude. Thank you so much for coming. I just wanted to, you know. Any shout outs? I know we shouted out a lot of people. Um, just wanted to ask you before we let you go. Shout out to all the people out there following their dreams and not accepting no for an answer because one day with the one word consistency, you could fail tomorrow, you could fail in a week, you could fail a year later, but if you're consistent, you'll never fail. Amen. So shout out to everyone. Hell yeah. Well, you uh you guys thank you for listening if you've made it to this point um thank you again for coming and on to the next (laughs) peace (laughs) later later